2: Oh, and welcome everybody into another edition of the PHNX Suns VIP lounge. That's right. No dive bar for us tonight. No musty, dusty, crusty <laughs> old place. We are behind the velvet rope, and we are brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Do me a favor. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and hit that like button. And if you're listening on one of your favorite podcast apps, please leave a five-star review. I don't care what you're in there. Just leave the five-star review. I am your host, Greg Esposito. I got Shane Diefenbach, the mustache behind the Mac, with me, and we will have Lindsey Smith uh, here in just a second. Uh, I'm going to call her technical difficulties tonight. Is what we're going to call her. <laughs> but your Phoenix Suns come up big in overtime in Portland. They get the big win over the Trailblazers, 111-107. Thanks to all praise be to the point guard and Mr. Big, DeAndre Ayton. If if you can't a prey at the altar of these two gentlemen this evening. You do not know how to enjoy great basketball. That is right. It is a spectacular. It was a, a, a experience. Sure. It was a boo It was not the prettiest of wins, but it was effective tonight and uh, Shane, what were your initial thoughts? Because we're going to kick you off here real soon when yeah. Lindsay figures out her camera situation.
0: Yeah, when she when she gets it all figured out, I'll, I'll get her in here. Uh, no, I mean, the, the, this team, It's just it, it just depends on when they get healthy uh, and when they get right because we're just really waiting for the playoffs right now. This team is so good in the clutch. Uh, when you when Chris Paul's on the floor, it doesn't matter who's playing a, a side of him, um, it, it, they can win the, any game, and they showed that tonight. Uh, he showed that tonight and DeAndre Aiden, even off of not playing much in the past couple of days, not even touching a basketball looked phenomenal uh, shades of Amari Stoudemire, as you guys tweeted out earlier tonight.
2: Look, uh, it, it, when you, when you watch that third quarter, I joked on Twitter, it was the Walmart version of, of the first quarter, but then Chris Paul, I channeled my inner Saul Bookman about hmm. midway through the fourth quarter. Suns are trailing the blazers. And I said, It's all right. They have CP3, which first off freaking scares me that Saul Bookman is now officially living in my mind. He is thousands and thousands of miles away on vacation, and somehow I hear his voice in my head, but it worked out all right. The ultimate closer, Chris Paul, clutch time proving to be more important than Dame time in this game. CP3 dropped 10 in that fourth quarter hits two clutch shots one to tie it or two different times tying the game he came up big and then that fourth quarter the suns just kind of keep rolling they 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 figure it out they keep rolling monty plays that game of chess where a lot of coaches don't foul when they uh, when they're up 3 with 11 and that. a half seconds to go monty does it dame misses a free throw and, and everything goes the suns way and you cannot say enough about DeAndre freaking Aiton the dude misses games a couple games due to a non-COVID related injury or illness that we find out is the flu the man loses 10 pounds and then decides you know what it's all right my first game back I'm gonna go I believe it was 45 minutes yeah 28 points, 13 rebounds, 12 of 17 shooting. If I am DeAndre Ayton's agent, this offseason is simple. I take the tape of the Clippers game. Yes, I'm old. I said tape. (laughs) And then I take the tape of tonight's game against Portland, and I go, look at these two teams. What's the difference? D.A. played. It's that plain and simple. On both ends of the floor, he has a massive impact. And guess what? He had an Amari Stoudemire-esque kind of slam dunk. Tonight, I could not be happier with the return of DeAndre Ayton
0: here. What do you think of uh Damari Aidenmeyer? <laughs> God,
2: <laughs> the two look at all the amazing apostrophes that MCG Blue <laughs> suggests in there. Uh, Elon saying Dia getting slim like Durant, not on purpose.
0: <laughs> uh, do we want to do we want to try to bring uh Lindsay in? Is she ready?
2: Uh, I don't know. She needs to give us like a, a wave or we'll bring she's her in she's giving us the i don't know let I'll me bring my, her in anyway i'll get my ugly mug out of here uh,
1: Lindsay smith how are hi. you hi <laughs> i'm on my phone coming to I us can't... live
2: from your cell phone yeah Whatever i don't works. know
1: what happened my computer just decided that it's not going to give our stream access to my camera or my microphone
2: nice well the, the phone worked i i <laughs> have handled it i have not done this yet i was waiting for you but are you ready for this Lindsay?
1: Oh yes, yes, I'm ready for this. Go.
2: Do you want to take a headphone out? I know I almost. No, heard you're your good. I'll,
1: I'll just turn it the, down. The Phoenix
2: Suns are the best team in the NBA. There, I said it, uh, <laughs> and they reminded everybody tonight, even when they're not at full strength, but they get at least one of their stars back. They are the best team in the game.
1: Yes, that was uh, that was a ride. I mean, my goodness, the first quarter came out came out of the gates just ready to kick some butt and then kind of fell off a little bit there fourth quarter got real nervous I love that you tweeted out that you needed Saul Bookman by your side because I felt (laughs) the same way and then uh we got some free basketball out of this whole thing and can't complain about free basketball but bless DeAndre Ayton's heart he is probably exhausted we
2: paid for that. There is no such thing as free basketball. <laughs> we paid for it with years of our life based on Damn. how, uh, how difficult that was. Like that was, that was some stressful basketball, but it was fun in the end. Uh, Rick in the chat says Lindsay needs to put a pick of CP three, our savior on top of that tree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get a picture in the home studio for next time we do this or, or maybe Thursday back in, uh, in the regular studio, we'll have a picture of CP3, but man, that guy comes through in the clutch, and uh, that that means it's uh, With that in mind, I want to go to the bar, Lindsay. Are you ready to yeah, belly up to the bar? Let's go to
1: the bar. Let's go
2: to the bar. The night's drink of the night, the rip through city ale. CP3 <laughs> somehow night in, night out finds at least one or two fools that he can get with that rip through move tonight he did it in the fourth that set up some free throws it was big uh in in that game and I love it I love that I I said it on Twitter but I think that is my favorite signature move of any son is that rip through somebody replied to me it was like oh Barkley's a, a big butt backing people down no Give me the CP <laughs> three
1: big butt back and people down.
2: <laughs> uh, give me the rip through. It's it's like perfect for Chris Paul's personality. Right. And then he gives you the smile after like, like that teenager that knows that he just got, he got away with something, you know?
1: Yeah. That's the best part is that you can just see like the calculated pettiness afterwards. Like we all know it's coming. He knows he's about to do it. And then he acts the exact same way that we all act once it's over. Just laughing because it's like how, you know, it's coming.
2: Oh, and, and it's, it's every time. I don't know how the league still allows it to be legal, but bless them that they do because (laughs) it is damn fun. I I would hate it if I were sitting on the other side of things, but man, I love
1: it. 100%. That would make me so angry if he was not on our team.
2: Uh, Rick says always partial to Rex Chapman kick out the foot. I agree. That is iconic, but there's just something about knowing that CP three is getting away with something and, and willingly acknowledging it as well. That, that Cheshire cat smile is a, uh, is so nice to me. I uh, calculated pettiness might be my new mantra says, uh, Shane Shane.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> No, I support I'm, that chain. I think I'm going to join in with you and make that like the year of 2022 is calculated pettiness.
2: Look, I feel like that's a great band name too. I, I went down to, and saw calculated pettiness at the footprint center.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I can get down with that. Put it on a shirt. Rick 77 says in the chat, <laughs> Shane
2: says, put it on a beanie
1: <laughs> even yes. better. Even better. Whoa, you put I, it on a beanie, I'll wear that all the time.
2: There, What a great way to be on national television. And last night, the Cardinals are on national television, and they decide to crap the bed. But the Suns go out there and say, look, it may not always be pretty, but it's going to be damn fun. And that was that was what the, uh, the nation, the TNT viewers, got tonight was some damn fun basketball.
1: It really was. It was so much... Better than last night's game. I'm so glad that that's what we got out of tonight's game after having to deal with what we saw last night. That was brutal on so many different levels. So to be able to come back after a loss like that, of course, obviously you get DeAndre back, which adds a spark of energy in and of itself to this group. But showing up in the way that they did tonight is just it's such a good turnaround to get back on track. Obviously, yes. There were some like moments throughout this game. The third quarter was not pretty. Didn't love that. Didn't love the 11 turnovers in the first half. But still, a much better outing for the Suns team. Something that we're more inclined to be to want to see and that we've gotten used to. Like let's be honest, we've gotten used to a certain level of basketball that when we don't get that, it's just like what is this? Like this is not what we signed up for, you know what I mean?
2: But if you look at uh, totally, but if you look at tonight, if you take away Da, which I know it, it's kind of a fool's errand, but when you do that, you look at the shooting. It was on par with last night. I mean this Da. Is true. I, I mean Chris Paul had a, a much bigger impact, but Da, uh, what he did kept this team afloat until mm-hmm. it was Chris Paul time. Until it was that clutch time, and you knew he was going to take over, and then you know, which which is huge. I mean that was. That was huge, what, what DeAndre Ayton was able to do. And that's why he's tonight's DraftKing, king of the game. Look at that crown placement. 28 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 pounds lost from the flu. That is what we heard uh, yeah. based on the reporting from TNT. He, that's why he's our king of the game. Brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code. Ph and X when you sign up. I think we're gonna go to Portland now because uh, a man who got to witness that firsthand is our very own Gerald Bourget. Proof that he's not the drama, but he got to witness some <laughs> drama live. Gerald, how are you, my
0: friend? I'm doing great. How are you guys?
2: Good. Now that we got Lindsay's camera situation kind of figured out, we're good.
1: <laughs> I'm struggling tonight, Gerald. how How are you though? How was the game?
0: It was great. Um, Obviously, I feel like the Suns had a couple of opportunities that they could have put this game away a little bit earlier. You saw the way that they closed the second quarter, the way that they closed the third quarter kind of gave the Blazers some life. But again, second night of a back to back, that's to be expected sometimes. And I thought that their response late in that fourth quarter when they could have packed it in down, I think, six. Uh, And then again, in overtime, an extra five minutes on already tired, tired legs. DeAndre Ayton playing 44 minutes. Like that was a gutsy win. Um, You know, the Blazers are not necessarily the quality opponent that they've been in years past, but that's still a very good win against a more rested team. Um, And you'll definitely take that on a night where Devin Booker isn't available at all.
2: What did Monty Williams have to say after that, uh, that unique, game there i'm sure there's things that he wants to clean up but happy to get out of there with a win
0: yeah i think in his book he he mentioned their character and their integrity to kind of grind out a win like this on the road second of a back to back um when you know things weren't really going their way and shots weren't falling and the blazers were starting to hit everything just the way that they stuck with it which is what we've been saying about this team for the last two years now Um, He really liked the way that Cam Johnson was letting it fly. He was only 4 of 14 overall. He was 4 of 11 from 3, but he liked that he was at at least taking those shots. Um, Of course, what he had to say about D.A. was, you know, he was trying to go into this game with him on a minutes restriction, and of (laughs) course he winds up leaving him out there for like 15 straight minutes or whatever it was, played 44 overall. Like, that poor guy's got to be tired after – sick literally yesterday <laughs> so hopefully he gets plenty of Gatorade in him on the flight home but um and he also praised campaign for you know especially in that fourth quarter where he hit a couple of big buckets um he didn't have a great night shooting the ball either but he really did come through when they needed some help and, and chris paul can't say much more about him than other than he's an awesome player <laughs>
1: I saw that you uh, uh, talked about, you tweeted out that Monty had talked about Chris Paul guarding Damian Lillard there in the fourth quarter. That was something that Chris Paul shared with Monty that he wanted to do. Is that right?
0: I didn't tweet that out, but. um,
1: That's right. Sorry, that was Dwayne Rankin. Okay, yeah. (laughs) He said, Uh, Monty on Chris Paul wanting to guard Damian Lillard in the fourth quarter. Quote, he wanted it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was one of those things where, and that's why people were asking, is Mikhail Bridges okay? Because normally he takes that assignment. Um, but Monty said, I asked Monty about it, and he said Bridges was fine. There's nothing to worry about. It's just a matter of, like, he still played 34 minutes, and when you're playing against Damian Lillard, 34 minutes is more like 50 because you are constantly running everywhere. You're constantly getting hit with screens. He wanted to give him a break. He wanted to leave Cam in there so that they would have a shooter on the backside. And he couldn't take campaign off the floor because of all the attention that CP3 was getting. He wanted someone who could attack out of those double teams when Chris Paul swung the ball. So it was just a matter of writing with that particular group tonight. Um, and and I, he did praise the way that Chris and the other guys who were switched on to him performed, especially down the stretch after Lillard had, had kind of
2: gotten hot there. So Dwayne, did, uh, did Monty say anything? I know know you're Gerald. I don't have my
1: glasses on. Okay. And now my computer's farther away from me because I'm on my phone. I'm sorry, Gerald. Uh,
2: Did Monty say anything about his decision to foul with, uh, under 12 seconds left being up three? Did you guys talk about that at all?
0: No, we, we, did, we did talk about the challenge, but not the decision to foul up three. I think that's one of those things that that's kind of just Monty's, um status quo for those type of situations because we've seen him do it um a good amount in the past and I, I think that's personally I think that's the right play when you're up three intentionally foul there um they did foul really quick in this case they didn't let a lot of time go off but when a guy like Lillard catches the ball who's capable of firing from half court you, you kind of gotta take care of business and make sure he doesn't get one off there
2: yeah I I love that strategy. I love that Monty's one of the few coaches that goes in there and just embraces it. And it usually works out more mm-hmm. often than it doesn't. So
0: yeah, absolutely. And it worked out in this case for sure.
1: Gerald, uh, your first road trip. What's your <laughs> biggest takeaway?
0: But I'm not the drama. This is great news because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a pity if this was my last road trip going zero and do, um, but no, I, I think it's, a, on a more serious note, I think what this team is trying to do without Devin Booker, without DA for the last game, um, you're seeing a lot of guys being thrust into roles that they might not normally be in. I think once these guys get healthy, you're going to see a less stressful Suns team than it's been lately, because um, I know a lot of people are concerned about Landry Shammott's poor shooting, about campaign shot selection, um, you know, about Ish Wainwright getting minutes, and these are all valid concerns in the here and now, but I think once these guys get healthy, you know, being thrust into these different roles is kind of a a silver lining as far as this period, because down the line, we saw what depth means if one guy goes down in a playoff series. So putting these guys in these situations now, when it's December and the team is coming off, you know, that 18 game win streak, I think that's the ideal time that you want to see what guys can and can't do.
2: Gerald, real quick, uh, Coach JJM was wondering if Monty talked anything about that uh, quick uh, two-for-one late in that game that led to that challenge, uh, if he if he spoke about that at all.
0: No, and that's honestly my bad because I did want to ask him about that, but there was so much that happened in the last five minutes. Uh, we lost track of that one, but we'll probably ask him about it the next, maybe at shoot-around or the next time we see him. I don't think the Suns will practice, they won't practice tomorrow off the back-to-back, but that was a questionable play. I think they were drawing it up to get Chris Paul a look, and I think he had it so locked in his head that he was going to take it no matter what, that even though it was a bad shot, he was already committed to it. Kind of uncharacteristic from him. The Suns got to break their dependency on on those two-for-one situations because a lot of times they just wind up taking a bad shot just for the sake of getting a two-for-one off.
2: All right. Do they still have the free beer in the Portland media room after the game?
0: (laughs) I did not see any. I'm sorry to report. So. Go demand it. Say, I,
2: I heard from the source they, that there they, used to be beer here. After. There,
1: Last time I was there, there was beer. So make a trip back through the media room on your way right. out. I'll,
2: I'll have <laughs> to And check. find the bathroom in, in faster than 20 minutes and we'll be good. The chat <laughs> wanted you to, to know that as well. They wanted to make I, sure you did.
0: I did find the bathroom. It only took me 30 seconds to find it this time. I'm learning on this road trip. You guys, I'm yeah, growing. Safe <laughs> awesome. travels
2: home, Gerald. We look forward to talking to you and uh, glad that you are not the drama.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys. I'll see you soon.
1: Oh, they Gerald. better have
2: that beer. I'm going to be so mad if we sent her to Portland and they don't <laughs> have the beer anymore.
1: Every time I went, they had the beer, but it, it wasn't like a whole big thing. I think they just kind of brought out, um, like a bucket, like you know the the Gatorade buckets. Oh, that's and there was all they beer inside There,
2: they wheeled out a so. keg with the, with the handle when I was there. They had an attendant.
1: Oh. I don't know if they heard
2: I was in town and they did it, but uh, I, it was it was fancy. There's a you know an attendant that would pour you it, and maybe it was
1: that. Part. I don't know.
2: It's all about the keg. You got to get the good stuff, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to roll out some beer at the end of the game, you may as well go big or just don't do it at all.
2: Yeah. Or bring voodoo donuts. Another fun stop. If Mm. you're ever in Portland, it's, yeah, it's cliche, but it's still good. So
1: it is, it's like one of those things you got to do at least once, you know what I mean?
2: Yes. Did you, uh, (laughs) Sundress Dunk says cake stand videos or it didn't happen. Uh, I don't have those. It I
1: didn't apologize. happen. It
2: didn't happen. I'm lying through my teeth to you. It you didn't know, happen. It did then. not happen. Uh, and what was the turning point for, <laughs> Code JJM says, I can't imagine drunk Lindsay. <laughs> I'll let you know if we ever meet her. So, it's
1: been a minute.
2: <laughs> uh, what, what, are, what was your turning point tonight uh, in this game? I mean, for me, there was a couple, but I, I was wondering what yours was since we didn't get your take off the top here.
1: Uh, turning point as in like when I knew we would come away with a win or just, just most
2: important moment of the game. What okay. Were, what were you feeling?
1: Um, I mean, now that I've had some time to think about it and we've chatted a little bit, I think one of the things that I really liked about this game was how Monty left Cam Johnson in the game late in the game because he talked about, Gerald wrote a really great article on gophnx.com today about how in this weird time of figuring things out with injured players and guys in and out of the rotation, that building up other players who are going to be seeing more minutes is going to pay off in the long run. Monty Williams is playing the long game with this one. He's boosting up their confidence. Now he's making sure that even during, I mean, even when it's not a situation like this, even in practices, he's letting them know that he believes in them. He believes in their abilities and what he, and he thinks that they can bring more to the table sometimes than even the players might think they can bring themselves. And that will pay dividends in the long run because if you get further down in the season or you're in the playoffs and something like this occurs where you have an injury, next man up mentality those players already have their coach's confidence instilled in them. It's not something that that Monty has to build on the fly. Like he's been working on this. And I think leaving <clears throat> excuse me, leaving Cam Johnson in there the way that he did is really going to help Cam Johnson a lot in the long run. And even guys like Cameron Payne, right? Like Cam Cam Payne hasn't had the worst season, but if you compare it to last season, you're kind of like what's up, Cam? Like, where are you at? Where you been? But it's the same thing is that, you know, you keep, you keep feeding the guys the ball. You keep telling them to shoot. You keep pushing them to be more aggressive or do things outside of their comfort zone. And eventually it's going to pay off big and that's the hope and that's the goal. And I think I really like seeing that outside of, or from Monty Williams.
2: Yeah, I agree too. And uh, that's uh, a big reason why I think campaign was out there tonight too in that in that stretch was just saying Monty saying, Hey, I have confidence in you, even though you've had some rough minutes tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Mon- somebody tweeted out, Monty said he's like a goldfish. Like he doesn't remember the bad shots or the misses. He just moves on and continues to play and continues to have the confidence that, that his shots are going to go in or that what he's doing is going to have an impact. Did I just lose Espo?
0: No, I just did he has to he's he's just doing some some something behind the scenes.
1: What does that even mean?
0: Look at our gift boxes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how great these are. Get them under the so, tree.
1: Yeah, while we bring this up, let's talk about it. Uh, PHNX has some holiday gift boxes available for you. So you can get a PHNX membership, some shirts. And a $15 gift card for you right now at PHNXLocker.com. It's a great deal, an awesome gift for the sports lover in your life. So be sure to check that out. Also, don't forget we have stickers available in our uh, PHNXLocker.com. We have stickers available at PHNXLocker.com. And these are a limited edition run. So if you haven't snagged yours yet, be sure to grab those. Before they run out. Um, while Espo oh hey Espo.
2: Look, I'm I'm nimble. I had to go get my charger. So
1: <laughs> you and I are just having major technical difficulties tonight. I got that awful, awful thing where it
2: goes, your computer's about to go to sleep. And I was mid-thought. I was like, Well crap. I I have to run out to the other portion outside this closet door and get the uh get the charger. So
1: well, you know, it is what it is. It's a, it's a Tuesday evening after it's a back to back. You know,
2: we all suffer on back to backs when they're late like yeah, this.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, so do you remember what you were saying? No, not at all. <laughs> we were talking about um, leaving campaign out there, Cam Johnson, and just uh, Monty's oh, yeah, yeah. belief in these guys and boosting up their confidence. Yeah, I mean, but
2: that's uh, has been key with Monty. I mean, that's the reason why campaigns even on this team is because Monty trusted him from his days in OKC and showed him that belief, and uh, and it paid off in spades. And you know, some coaches would go away from uh, from their guys when they struggle, uh, would would shy away from playing them. Monty likes to give them the confidence boost that I'm here for you in the highs and I'm here for you in the lows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a guy that is, is one of the lows, which Tim in the chat says, you know, so what's up with Landry Shaman? I mean, that's one, uh, that, that's a guy that's in one of those lows right now. Mm -hmm. And Monty's trying to let him play through it. And, you know, shooters, as they say, are going to shoot. I mean, Eddie Johnson loves to say that all the time. And, uh, Landry eventually will snap out of it, but Monty likes to show that belief and that was what he was doing with cam Johnson and campaign. Uh, also the other part is they have so few options right now too with the with the injuries. but I Monty's approach has always been one that fascinates me. Uh, just from a leadership perspective, uh, anybody that's been in management, dealing with different personalities trying to understand, how to motivate them, who needs, you know, to, to have the discipline, who needs to have the support and the pat on the back. Monty seems to understand those levers and how to pull them appropriately all the time. And that's what I love about him. Even even in a game when it's when it's close and they're in clutch minutes, it's teachable moments for Monty. He realizes winning a game in overtime in Portland in the middle of December isn't the end goal. It's having these guys ready mentally and physically when it comes to playoff time. And what he did with Cam, uh, both Cam's tonight, in in late in the fourth and in overtime, is going to pay off later on because they know they can be out there in those situations. That the moment isn't too big for them and that Monty trusts them to be there in that time as well.
1: Mm -hmm, absolutely all right real quick can we go back to the fact that deandre lost 10 pounds in the last like six days or whatever from this flu that he had because we briefly mentioned that and then gerald popped on and i feel like that deserves more attention so uh
2: and he plays 44 minutes after losing or 45 minutes after losing those 10 pounds i mean it's, it's nuts
1: so Jared Greenberg on the TNT broadcast said he talked with DeAndre earlier today prior to the game, and DA told him he straight up lost 10 pounds from having the flu these past few days. I Have you ever had a flu that had you lose 10 pounds?
2: Uh. No, but I might want to go, like, uh, hang out with Jalen Smith when they get back to try to catch it. <laughs> I, I know, mean,
1: right? Like, six six really bad days, 10 pounds down? It, like, seems it, like a good trade-off. I don't yeah.
2: know. <laughs> Although, I'm a little worried because if Jalen Smith loses 10 pounds, he may disappear. So, that uh, too,
1: he's, right?
2: <laughs> he's already skinny. But, I mean, the it's probably water weight. It's probably dehydration. Yeah. Uh, you know, So, I'm sure they had him on – on IVs and, and stuff, but it is crazy Still. just how sick he had to have been to lose 10 pounds, even in just water weight. That's a lot. And to come out and be able to play as well as he did mm-hmm. is is unbelievable. Uh, it, it, just, just considering that, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be exhausted the next two days yeah. uh, and need a lot of recovery to be able to come back and have a good game on Thursday. It would not shock me if he doesn't have a, a fantastic game just because of uh of how hard he went after being so sick.
1: Yeah, for sure. I just had to I had to bring that up a little bit more because I just I literally messaged you guys in the group chat, I was like, 10 pounds, like that's impressive. Like, yes, water weight, I get it. Athletes probably carry around. A lot more water weight than the average person, but still.
2: So, uh, said, so says Jay <laughs> says, I'm one stomach flu away from my weight goal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's oh. hilarious. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, all right. So one thing that I did want to talk about is Devin Booker, because we actually got a first update about Devin and a time frame and kind of what's been going on with him. Also from Jared Greenberg on the TNT broadcast. So he said he spoke with Devin prior to the game and Devin told him that a potential target return date could be the Lakers game next Tuesday on the 21st. Now, I think we actually talked about this the week that Devin went down that I I was pretty confident that he would be back the 21st because I... Don't think Devin would miss the Christmas Day game. No, not like that's something that I feel like is huge for him. I've, correct me if I'm wrong. This is his first Christmas Day game, right?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, it's first Christmas Day game that he'll play in. You know, he's not going to miss it. He exactly. loves the fact that he's going to be uh, on a national stage. I actually believe next Tuesday's game is a TNT game as well. So he'll come back for a little uh, warm up on national television before the Christmas day game, but I'm of the belief right now. uh, And there was a great article on NBA.com as well, talking about his recovery, but that, uh, that if he needed to play, if this were may, you know, he'd be playing that. It's not that serious, but they understand the importance of health and making sure that he's fully 100% before they bring him back. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do want to bring up one thing that, uh, that came up in the article and it, it, Shane if you can throw up that image apparently Devin Booker has been in this thing <laughs> a light stim bed he's been using this every day even on the road he's been uh, he's been having this he bought one for his house and then he's been using it elsewhere uh, when they're on the road he finds one but i looked this thing up it is 65000 dollars oh to, my god to do this. Uh, and uh it's it's supposed to help regenerate and, and push blood flow to the areas where uh you're in pain and where you're where you're hurting and I tried to get uh, some insight into this from a, a couple NBA trainers I know I couldn't get anything uh exactly but the NBA players association they're an official uh partner which is uh, which is interesting and they described it as Light Sim delivers light energy in a similar way plants absorb light energy from the sun. Each light stim device uses different wavelengths or colors of light. Light Sim LED bed uses LED light therapy for a non-invasive soothing and gentle treatment that sets motion uh, the body's inherent pain relieving process. I love that Devin Booker, even if this doesn't work, I love that Devin Booker is taking the, Ah, uh, the superstar mentality of I am willing to invest insane amounts of money into my mm-hmm. body, my health, and my recovery to try to get back out there and get back uh healthy. yeah, Rick says sounds like snake oil. I don't <laughs> care if it is. If it mentally makes him feel better, it's worth sixty five thousand dollars. That's like that's like ten bucks to the rest of us when you think yeah, about money, right? Yeah, you know, that's like
1: petty cash.
2: It's it's ridiculous how little amount of money it is, but I like that he's willing to uh, to actually spend that money, try to get back out there and keep his body in peak shape. I mean, and I love the fact that basically it's trying to harness the what the power of the sun does for plants. How appropriate for a guy that plays on the Phoenix Suns.
1: Totally. I mean, and he did mention in the article that – he, he knows p- some people don't think that it does a whole lot. Some people might not believe in it, but for him, he feels like it works. So he's going to continue to do it because he feels like it makes a difference. And listen, even if it's a placebo effect, like we'll take it. Whatever works <laughs> to keep Devin healthy and back out there on the court. I am all, all aboard on that one.
2: Look, Devin Booker spent what? was double my first year salary with the Suns on an led bed and i'm here for it all right <laughs> i am so here for it whatever it takes to get Devin booker well and good i'm fine with it i don't i don't care if it's like skincare regimen i don't care what he spends the money on whatever it is uh get back out there spend um, spend a million two million three million to keep i mean body lebron in.
1: james spends so much money on his in his body to maintain so and it's paid off for him
2: we i i think he spends a million and a half per year on uh on upkeep and uh, mm-hmm. and stuff for for his body and it has i mean he's been one of those guys that you go wow how does he do it year in and year out and uh, i i like that Devin is taking that men- mentality as yeah. sundra stunk says anything for larry whatever it takes to get to that championship, Devin Booker seems willing to do, and I am totally here for. It. Chris says he got that Logan Roy money. If you're a <laughs> Succession fan, you know uh, you know what he's talking about. So,
1: so one thing that I think is super important. This is the this is the part to pay attention to because this is the telling part. Devin uh, or uh, Jared Greenberg said that Devin. Did some court work before the game today, which based on everything that we've heard thus far, that's the first time he's done that since the injury. So that is a really positive progression. That's a huge nugget that he was able to drop on the broadcast tonight because that means he's finally doing basketball action. Now, the reason why I think Tuesday is the target date is because they're off tomorrow They're not allowed to practice per the CBA um, after back-to-backs. Then you have a game on Thursday, and then you'll have a few days off. You've got Friday and Saturday off before a game on Sunday. So he'll be able to really test either Friday or Saturday, whether they practice once or twice within that time frame, how he's really feeling and how his body is feeling in more basketball type of action and potentially a little bit of Five on five there, if that's something that Monty wants to see him in. And then, you know, maybe a little bit more rest to kind of just get a little bit more conditioning up and be ready to go by Tuesday.
2: yeah, let it there is no coincidence that this news got dropped uh, on that that article got dropped the morning of a TNT game, and that Devin Booker casually says uh, to the sideline reporter i'm I'm targeting that uh that lakers game mm-hmm. they know what they're doing Tevin's not saying <laughs> that for any uh uh just randomly casually to a sideline reporter they knew that they were going to drop that you're saying on tnt's broadcast hey wink wink next tuesday we're back on tnt so it's all it's all calculated they know what they're doing i full well expect evan back in that Lakers game, unless there's some major setback when he actually practices. But with how careful they've been, I think he and the medical staff and coach Money Williams know exactly what they're planning here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I'm excited to have Devin back. I'm sure everybody else is just as excited to have Devin back too, especially his teammates. They are carrying a heavy load right now without him.
2: And some of them not carrying it very well in terms of landing <laughs> your sham it. So uh,
1: Doing the best we can.
2: By the way, Code JJM says this podcast needs to offer a 401k retirement plan for the host. That's what I call the Crowder's Cash Club. That my is 401k. 401k. <laughs> I put a hundy in, I get a thousand back out. That's the best return I've had on, uh, on any kind of investment like that. I hope you joined us the last two nights on Crowder's Cash Club because... We got plus 650 last night. Somehow, I don't know what our friends at DraftKings were thinking, but they went, let's make it plus 950 tonight. And uh, and I took advantage of that. So uh, may the odds ever be in your favor when you're with the Crowder's Clash Cash Club. I believe that is now uh, five of 12 games since we've been doing this that he has hit that first field goal. And he's taken the first shot for the Suns, six out of those 12. So... So some money for you from our friends at, uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook app.
1: Yeah, and if you haven't gotten in on the action yet, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the code PHNX when you sign up because we're going to get you some free bets. Okay, listen up. Here's all you got to do after you use that code PHNX. You just place at least a $1 bet on any NFL team to score a point. And as soon as a single point scored – you're going to win $100 in free bets. It is that simple. It's the latest no brainer bet from the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. When a team scores, you score on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the promo code PHNX. You can use those free bets to join us in the Crowders Cash Club. You can use them to play some futures bets on the Phoenix Suns if you want to play the long game, or, you know, NFL, NHL, whatever kind of sports gambling you want to get into. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And the best part is, cricket. of course, yeah, cricket. <laughs> it's safe, it's secure, and it's reliable. So download that app today and use the code PHNX. Now, just a reminder... That is 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, 1 800 next step. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See com slash sportsbook for details. Espo. Yes. Shall we go to our tweet of the night?
2: We should. I go think to this our is going to
1: be a really interesting conversation. Right.
2: Drum roll, please. The tweet of the night. Can do you need me to read it, Lindsay? No, I got you. Your computer's like forty <laughs> miles away from you right now.
1: I got you. The tweet of the night came from Tony B, and they asked, "Is a Suns game a good place for a first date?" Asking for a friend. I have thoughts on this, but Espo, do you want to go first?
2: Well, what I like to imagine when he says asking for a friend is because he's married, so he shouldn't be asking the question in the first place, but that's probably not the case. So. I hope not. <laughs> but it's more entertaining that way. But for for me it it depends. That what what's the situation? Uh, do you know this person? Is it a blind date? Is it somebody that that you just kind of met talking online, do they have any interest in basketball? All those things come to mind, but if Tony B is a big Suns fan and you know, he or she who whoever they're taking out uh doesn't want to go to a Suns game, it's probably a red flag for me right off the bat, right?
1: Um I feel a couple different ways about this. So First and foremost, a first date, regardless of how long you've been talking, is a hard no for me because having a first date, yeah, a first date at a son's game is a hard no, regardless of how long you guys have been talking, like via the phone or internet or whatever, because it is way too long of a commitment and way too expensive. For just figuring it out, right? Like, if you don't, if you decide you show up and all of a sudden you're just like, you're not the same, you're not acting the same as you were on a couple of our chats or whatever, you can't just dip out. You're stuck there for four hours unless you want to waste all the money that was spent on these tickets to go to this game. And then I feel like that's just a lot of money to spend on a first date anyway. I guess depending on where you're sitting and which game you're going to.
2: If you're part of Crowder's Cash Club, it's, it doesn't cost much at all. But, That's uh, true. Look, Look, if you don't like me at my son's fandom, you don't deserve me at my best, right? That's the way I look at it. If you can't handle me screaming like a lunatic, having fun, and dying a- a- and living on every up and down in a game, you're not going to be around for the long term. I'm sorry, but like... That's that. At least for people that are sitting here watching this, uh, you know, that's that's a big part of life, right? And if you can't handle that, even on date one, you're just not going to be around for long.
1: Okay, like, but at this, yes, I completely agree. Uh, but I, that's not what I'm worried about at all. If it's date one, shouldn't you be spending majority of the time like getting to know each other? And if you're at a game and you're at wit, you're at a game like because it depends on the type of fan you are right if you're at a game and you're okay with only catching glimpses of the game and still having conversation then that's fine if you want to go die hard and screaming and not miss a play and don't talk to me unless you're talking to me about the game then that's a terrible first date because you're you're spending four hours together and you're probably not even like learning anything else about each other
2: but that is a look into what life with me would be like later on (laughs) so if you can't handle that too damn bad (laughs) like i don't want small talk let's just hop right into this this is what i hate about like the bachelor and the bachelorette right they do all these things that aren't real life so you build up this whole thing. And that's what first dates tend to be like. Let's go paint pottery and talk. Let's go do that. No, just get right into it. I'm watching a freaking Suns game. If you can't handle it, the door's over there. Have fun. Go find another guy.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's you're kind of missing the point, though. What's the point? That is me. If you want to know
2: me, that's how you're going to get to know me.
1: I know. I get that. But like, would you honestly want to, to take somebody to a game that you have only chatted with a couple of times online? Would yes. you be willing to take that risk? Yes. What if they're having the worst time and like they're bringing a damper on your entire game and your entire night out?
2: Good. Then I learned that that's not the future. that's
1: a lot of money to learn that though
2: have you okay it's been 14 years since i went on an actual date and that shit was expensive even if i wasn't going to a game so i might as well go somewhere i like rather than somewhere i don't like just to try to impress somebody right i say all in on the uh on the game do it J- code JJM the best dates are where you don't have to talk much <laughs> that's usually that was usually that's the like best later for on in life <laughs> <laughs> don't get to know me it's scary when you actually hear me talk let's just say that
1: oh uh,
2: Chris I mean I ain't taking my girl when Kelly Oubre's playing Devin Booker ain't bad on the eyes either which is is dangerous as well
1: this is true I mean you're you're risking it all around but I don't know. I just don't think it would be the best first date. I think it would be a solid, like, fifth date.
2: Okay. What was your worst first date, Lindsay?
1: (sighs) You go first.
2: (laughs) All of them except with my wife? Like, I had a terrible... I shot like Landry Shamit did tonight. When it came to dating, it was just not good. I'm not good with small talk. I'm not good with, oh, let's get to know each other. I'm like, this is me. Either, either you like me or you don't. And I spent 11 years getting to know my wife before we ever dated. That's the way I date. It's much easier that way. So,
1: that I feel like you took the easy road out there, um, but I forgive easy. you for it because I understand
2: easy no it's not easy being the friend of the person that you eventually want to want to marry like that's that's a no, difficult, but you said difficult every road. first
1: date before my first date with my wife was terrible
2: oh yes they were they were awful because I'm terrible with with all that you know so like it it was I I, I do not I do not remember any other first date going very well <laughs> and right, I well, was in long-term relationships and I had bad first dates with those people too. Oh, well,
1: that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm really happy that you are in a solid marriage with your wife now, and you guys are on the you're on the other side of things now, Espo. You made it.
2: Oh, yeah. I you made as,
1: it in life.
2: As Rick said, my man Espo beat the friend zone. Oh, I beat the <laughs> hell out of that friend zone. I, <laughs> I I won. I I'm the I'm I'm the uh Andy Dufresne of friend zone. I crawled through 500, 500 feet of crap to get through to the other side. And I made it my friends. It is possible. Do not give up on your dreams of getting out of the friend zone. I will tell you that even if it takes you 11 years, you stay there. I started in high school and I went all the way through college and my first job and I, I made it through that friend zone. So I, I feel like you're trying to uh, get out of answering what your worst first day yeah, is. Yeah, a sure little bit. Happened.
1: A little bit. So I'm not going to go into total details. But what I will say is that, um, sorry if it's loud. My cats are going. It's the witching hour for my cats right now, apparently. I will say if if you are driving a stick shift, don't try to hold whoever is in your passenger's sidecar or seat hand. Like that's just so awkward. And that happened to me on a date one time. Like it, we were in a, a stick shift car and I was in the passenger seat and he kept trying to hold my hand. And then it was like, hold my hand, like hold my hand, hold my hand, then use my hand to like shift. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like what are you doing? Also, it's a first date. Please don't hold my hand. That's really uncomfortable.
2: I'm just glad that wasn't a euphemism. I'm glad. We were no, it wasn't. It was. Going,
1: I'm so. being genuinely serious. Also, um, I feel like if you ask to pick somebody up on a first date and they decline, let it go. Don't be insistent on that because it just comes off creepy. Like I understand you can be like, I want to do the gentleman thing, but it just comes off creepy if she says no. Just let it go.
2: Okay. So, wouldn't it have been better if he just said, "Hey." I'm not going to make you ride my stick shift car or try to creepily hold your hand. Meet me at the Footprint Center. Let's go watch a Suns game.
1: Uh, No, because I that was only one date. There was not a (laughs) second date, and that date was already like two hours long, so that was enough. Like, I couldn't (laughs) have handled another two hours of that. This is what I'm saying.
0: Fine,
2: This is what I'm
1: saying. The time commitment of going to a game, like, it is a risky bet sometimes.
2: Look, I would... I would much rather see if if I have, if I'm going to put two hours into this date, anyways, I might as well be at a Suns game. So when I know that we've already careened off the cliff and this isn't going anywhere, I can at least turn to the game and go, "Well, at least I'm getting some entertainment right now," and, and deal with that. Right?
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess, but it's going to be a little bit of an awkward, an awkward situation.
2: Brian says. Hey, girl, ever heard of Kaminsky Cove? Espo, probably. <laughs> nope, never used that line. Thank you very much. Uh, I also like uh, that Rick in the chat says, Lindsay went on a date with Dom Toretto. Yes. Yes, she did. Fast and the Furious reference. Oh. You're always going to get on the show if you make a Fast and the Furious reference.
1: Uh, and code JJM says, Lindsay, get the rollers ready. Cats, get there for everywhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently it is uh, an actual cat lady confirmation since i uh pointed out my cats in the house we already
2: knew you had <laughs> cats that's, i know this, not this is not a
1: surprise you guys not at all yeah um anyway so i thought that was a fun conversation to have i don't know i feel like it's mixed reviews for sure all i know is if you take them to a sun's game for a first day i hope things go really well for you <laughs>
2: If I ever have another first date again, things have gone horribly wrong. Well, not you specifically, anyways. just in general.
1: <laughs> if, if anybody out there listening takes somebody on a first date to a son's game, I hope it goes really well.
2: I look, I encourage it. I encourage you to let us know. I I encourage you to get on the kiss cam on that first date.
1: Oh my you know, God. Bryce
2: in the chat. Espo got the Chris Paul rip through in the dating game in the past. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
1: Oh my goodness.
2: I think we can get out of here now. Yeah, I, I think, think we've so. I gone think that's a enough. good
1: way to wrap this one up. Uh thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, rate review, all the things. We appreciate your support. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX. Underscore sons. And of course, you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Espo, take us home.
2: Ahoy, hoy, and enjoy that first day.